to the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Chirsten. She's Michaela, my beautiful hey. co-host on this beautiful Friday afternoon. Dang, beautiful. Yeah. It's 111 degrees it's outside, sunny. my girl. Hello. Oh. It's gorgeous out as always. Listen, all I need in life is a little bit of sun, some palm trees, and knowing that I'm heading into a weekend for it to just be a beautiful freaking day. The heat, it's whatever. I'm over it. I don't like it. I don't want to leave the air conditioning. I almost melted to the sidewalk walking into the office this morning, and I'm just over it. I'm ready for cooler weather. So I do not care what anybody ever has to say about the Arizona heat anymore because I spent several days in Texas, 104 degrees with some high humidity, And I took one step outside and immediately needed a shower. And it is the most (sighs) miserable thing that could exist. So trust me, I know it's a cliche. Nobody wants to talk about a dry heat anymore. But like, (laughs) dude, we do not have it like the worst by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, that's true. I much prefer the dry to the humid. I have naturally curly hair, so I appreciate the fact that I don't look like a lion every time I step outside in Arizona. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what can you do? It's summer here in Arizona, but we're bringing the heat on the Phoenix Sports Podcast because, oh my God, it's time for Valley Peaks. The Valley is peaking right now. We are on an absolute the Valley Sports superstars are locked in. You've got Kyler Murray, Deva Booker, DeAndre Ayton. Content, content, content. They are stuck with us for as long as we can possibly keep them. And I am so stoked about it. Obviously, news coming down yesterday that Kyler Murray had just signed his contract extension that had been in the works for quite some time. Cliff and Kime obviously got their contract extensions earlier in the offseason, and they were telling everybody not to panic. Kyler was going to be getting his extension before training camp started, and they were true to their word. They were right about it because Kyler Murray signed a 230 $30.5 million five-year contract extension, which works out to be about $46.1 million a year. Um, Adam Schefter bo- broke that news yesterday on Twitter, and Twitter went wild. Um, obviously, there were a lot of mixed reactions to this news. People saying he was overpaid, underpaid, all over the place. If you look at it, though, and where he stacks up with other quarterbacks, Kyler is now the second highest paid quarterback per year with only Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers ahead of him. He just surpassed Deshaun Watson and uh, Patrick Mahomes, as well as Josh Allen on that list. So, you know, he got a pretty big, uh, pretty big lump sum of money. Tirsten, what was your initial reaction to that news? Yeah, I mean, we that it should be it should have been no surprise to anybody, no surprise to anybody that he was going to be right there, probably, you know, top three highest in terms of what he's getting on average per year. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, it was just like it was what it was. They had to get the deal done. Um I think that for sure it was the right move. Like, no question. Like, there's no controversy or anything to debate, in my opinion, about it. The only thing is, is like, I kind of have, like, not the best feeling in, like, best taste in my mouth, I guess I would say, in terms of why I think he got this contract. Because I think it's a little less about what he's done. And we're moving away from... We're going to give you a contract based on what you've done. Now, yeah, you certainly can, you know, rookie of the year, two-time pro bowler, improved, uh, you know, every year as a quarterback within the franchise. Like, I get that. They've improved every year with Kyler and with Cliff. But have you won a playoff game yet? No. Do you still have some question marks in terms of leadership and in terms of how, you know, just kind of taking an additional step For that kind of money. I mean, you're talking about like second highest paid kind of money right now. And the market's going to move in the next couple of years. But I just feel like this move was made more out of obligation. Like, well, we have to have a quarterback. And, well, he's not going to play unless we sign him to an extension, uh, you know, before the season gets going. So, like, our hands are kind of tied. And he's not going to take less than, you know, top three kind of money. And so we're just going to go ahead and give it to him. 
And there is something about that dynamic that doesn't necessarily sit right with me. Like, I'm not super thrilled and think that like, yeah, this was like an absolute no brainer based on everything that he's done. And I mean, it just is what it just is what it is for me. Like, it doesn't Mm. make me super excited and it doesn't like upset me by any means. It just is what it is. You're telling me you didn't cry tears of joy when you found the news out yesterday. I mean, mean, in order for the Cardinals to be successful, like they had to get the deal done. So like, yeah, that's good. But it was just like, well, it had to happen. So it just is what it is. Yeah, it definitely had to happen. Kyler Murray had all the leverage in this situation. There were reports that he would not be attending anything if he hadn't gotten a deal done um, past training camp possibly sitting out you know there's a whole bunch of things out there about where Kyler was sitting if he hadn't gotten the deal that he wanted so Kyler definitely had the leverage in that situation but honestly I think it was almost justified in a way because the NFL is a quarterback's league and if you don't have a good quarterback you're not going to be competitive I'm sorry like you could build the best defense anybody has ever seen you could have all of these amazing pieces on the offense outside of the quarterback room but if you don't have an all-star quarterback you're not going to be competitive and based off of what was available out there in the market Kyler obviously knew that he knew the Cardinals hands were tied in terms of options at that position so he demanded the money and he got it and I think it's good that he did because I think you know the Cardinals have geared their entire organizational philosophy on Kyler Murray they brought in Cliff Kingsbury to be the coach for Kyler they ditched Josh Rosen just one short year in to him being a member of the team to switch philosophies for Kyler. So this is what the Cardinals needed to do to make sure that they are a competitive organization. I mean, they had one of the worst offenses in the league before Kyler got here, and he did a lot of work to turn that around. So in a way, I do kind of think Kyler had worked and deserved that money, and I think it was smart for the Cardinals to keep him happy because I think he has the highest ceiling in the world. I don't think we've really seen all that Kyler Murray can do. And the potential alone is enough for me to get excited about him and his future on this team. And I think it's important that the Cardinals keep him and they show that they're committed to him. And they did that through the big, big ass payday he got yesterday. So we didn't discuss this heading into the show, but I'm going to like right before I was reading up on some of like the the details in his contract, because I'm certainly not going to sit there and read them. Um, <laughs> but um, I did find an article right before he went on and I was like, mm, I'm going to totally mention this. And I'm not here to like bash Kyler by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just here to play like healthy devil's advocate. Like this is just the real situation at hand. So I found um, an article, um, NBC, Kyler Murray's new deal has $9.3 million in off-season workout bonuses. So remember, we're like this ties back to like the leadership stuff. Right. Like we're going to, now $9.3 million, all things considered, isn't like the largest amount of money. But in order to, like, what does that say about a quarterback that you're going to include workout bonuses part to, tied to off-season participation? Like, that's not a standard thing you put into contracts. So, like, what does it say that a quarterback needs to get the motiva- like motivated monetarily in a contract to attend off-season workouts? Kyler, obviously, like, they feel strongly enough that they want their quarterback at, you know, participating in offseason stuff. I just found that, like, really interesting, specifically because of what's been said, what's been done in the past, um, that this would be a part of his contract. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. I think that when you're a professional athlete and you're at the best, you're one of the best in the country at your position and – you have obviously a lot of talent and you have, you know, gone through the college football scene. Now you're in the NFL. Like uh, at that point, like when you made it to the NFL, like money is like grows on trees to the NFL. Like they have so much of it readily available to them. And obviously there's some things in his contract that are built in for a reason. And Kyler's going to trust <laughs> Kyler and his agent are just going to squeeze the Cardinals organization for all that they're worth. And, you know, the supply and demand kind of weighs into that. And I think, Kyler made it obvious that he wasn't going to take less than what he thought he wanted or and he thought that he deserved. And um, well, I he- guess you're I guess you're you're coming at it from the perspective that like they were just trying to get more money. I was coming at and and honestly, maybe that's what it is. But I was the thing is, is like he doesn't like to show up to like the voluntary right. offseason stuff. So that that's why I mean, he likes to work out in Texas on his own. So like my thought process was the Cardinals worked that in to try to give him some sort of an incentive incentive to be there in the offseason because 
he needs to grow in some way. So that was a that's when the alarm bells kind of went because that's not a normal thing. I'm not saying it's never been done before. Yeah. But to say like, hey, we'll even throw almost ten million dollars extra if we can get you to show up in the off season for voluntary stuff. Like to me, that that says something. Like there's something to that. Yeah, I I understand where you're coming from for sure, and I think the whole question around his leadership abilities, his locker room demeanor. There's always been people who have questioned that, media members who have pointed it out. I I get where people are coming from and I understand the the question behind, hey, can this like young 20-something kid really be the leader that this organization needs if he's not going to show up to voluntary things? He's at home all the time on his Xbox playing games, whatever. Like I understand where that comes from for sure. Um, but also at the other, like just to play devil's advocate, like as we're doing on this podcast, um, there's never been like major character concerns, right? Like he's never done anything where you're like, oh my gosh, like he's not the Deshaun Watson, right? That we're, we're they're two totally different cases. He doesn't have major character concerns. He, you know, hasn't had any domestic violence issues or like DUIs I or like that's a very relative term. I think there has been some th- now. There's been talk about some possible, like, rifts or things like that within teammates. But that exists, right? Like, that just exists in sports. You're playing in an egotistical environment. Like, all those professional athletes in one room thinking that they're the best at what they do. Like, you're going to get rifts with teammates. Like, and I just don't think it's fair to harp on Kyler Murray for not necessarily being an outspoken, vocal, I'm the leader of this team type of person, if that's just not who he is. Like, you can't force someone to be someone that they're not. And if Kyler Murray is uncomfortable for whatever reason and being that type of person, then, like, I don't know. I just, I feel bad saying, like, you suck for not being a vocal leader. Like, if that's not who he is. Like, I feel like it would be almost worse if he tried to be something that he's not and then his teammates saw through it. For sure. But it gives, but at the same time, like, a coach... A teammate, a fan can still say, I get that's who you are. Be yourself. And that can work. But there's also potential that there's going to be clashes or there's going to be like whatever the case is. Like it is it is what it is. Like I'm not I'm not like talking negatively on him in that regard. Mm. But there is some there is a little bit of like lead by example type of stuff that does. I mean, like you have more on your shoulders as a quarterback. Like if you're a receiver and you are you know, your own type of person and you do your own thing and like whatever, like, hey, be yourself. But like the quarterback position comes with a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more weight. So um, so that's all I'm saying. And I think somebody I think Daniel brought up. I heard no baseball was included in the contract as well. Well. So his extension um, is it says extension guarantees for him are voidable if he does go on to play baseball, which I think is interesting that that is like actually like the language is um, it, it voids guaranteed money. So the guaranteed money is voided if he decides to go play baseball. But like, why is that even in the contract? I don't know. That's kind of weird <laughs> to me. Like we are so far past that at this point. And also somebody tweeted something yesterday about um, Kyler Murray's contract compared to another baseball team. And I have to bring this up because this is wild to me. So Kyler Murray is set to make about $46.1 million a year. And the entire salary of the Oakland Athletics is, can you read? I'm blanking. 41.9 million. 41.9. So Kyler Murray's salary alone is more than the entire salary of all of the baseball players on the Oakland Athletics roster. Um, that to me is wild. That also opens a Pandora box about the disparity that baseball is facing right now, which I won't get into because nobody wants to hear me drone on about it. But the fact that the people are still thinking that it's possible Kyler could go play baseball at this point is mind blowing to me. This kid has made life changing money as a football but player. Then why is it in his contract? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think real- it's wild. I mean, he's made life changing money, so he doesn't really need the money. So if the, if the Cardinals don't do what he wants, he could kind of just be like, oh, I kind of feel like playing baseball. I'm going to go. I mean, we kind of mentioned it the other day. That's what Elway did. Like, he he used his baseball talents yeah. as, like, leverage. Like a manipulation he, yeah. tactic. Yeah. If you yeah. don't give me what I want, I'm just going to go play baseball. I feel like that yeah. has to be a bluff, though, because it. can you imagine Kyler Murray going from, like, flying private pra- planes everywhere to riding, like, a bus involved in Australia like, or wherever? Pensacola, Florida. Yeah, wherever Oakland's minor league teams are. Like, there's no way. Like, he's going to be on 
the bus with like his Louis Vuitton luggage and his chains and all these like poor kids that like just got drafted out of high school that are making like a thousand dollars a month are going to be sitting there like what the to be fair, to be fair, he could probably go down there and be like, "Don't worry, this private jet's on me, guys," and just fly the entire team. I was just team. thinking that, yeah, 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 <laughs> or like being like, you know what? I'm just gonna like upgrade this. It's like, no, you have to like bus with us. It'd be like, well, I'll just replace the bus. Like, let's make this, <laughs> yeah. like let's make this a, an a Louis Vuitton bus or yeah. something. There is yeah. one thing that Matt kind of mentioned that I think is really interesting about this is that. Like, first off, the the his agent and then also the Players Association, like their jobs are to make sure that he gets as much money as possible. So even if he yeah. wanted to take less money, they wouldn't really even allow, excuse me, allow him to because A, the agent gets paid when he gets paid and B, like a rising tide lifts all ships. If he gets paid more, then all the players get more and then the Players Association obviously that's what they want. Um, yeah, that's why the Deshaun, I mean, not to get down that, that like, rabbit trail but that's why the deshaun watson contract was so maddening it, it was, was just so like so aggravating dude just are, like it wasn't even him i guess i guess you can't fault him for taking that kind of deal it's the browns fault yeah, for doing that totally. but they just like raised the standard for a guy who doesn't deserve doesn't deserve it at all whatsoever at specifically at this point in time yeah. Like with everything going on and like, let's just say like a few years down the road, maybe all of this stuff is in the past. Like we're, uh, you know, everything's settled. Like we, we, we have like a full scope of what the situation was, et cetera. Now he's getting a second chance. Okay. Like talk to me then, but when it happened to give him that kind of deal with the kind of guaranteed money he got as well, like he should not be one of the highest paid quarterbacks right now. The dude can't even likely play at all next season. So that's why that was so maddening, maddening too. But yeah, absolutely. Every single person involved in terms of outside of like the teams that might have an interest in get in everyone else around them getting the highest amount possible, like it benefits them too. So yeah, absolutely. Like you're going to always get as much as you possibly can get. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of like I'm very much on with Mac here on the whole like a what like he hasn't done anything to really suggest that he's like a bad person right so he i think yeah. he deserves the money at that point but also like he's human and this is kind of how a capital society works like he has something that he can't get anywhere else if they don't sign him they do not have a replacement like they're not going to go re-sign josh rosen no nobody's <laughs> arguing that well whatsoever. technically they can't anymore because josh rosen's yeah, playing josh for the, browns, for the now. browns josh rosen's about to be the starting <laughs> quarterback for the browns um uh. <laughs> but like he i mean he's a like Maybe he's playing 5D chess and he was like, I'm not going to I'm going to be lazy. So when it comes time for a contract, then they're going to they're going to want to pay me more to practice. Yeah, like, he's a, like if I'm in his if I'm in his position, I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm trying as hard as I can to get as much money as I can yeah, while that's doing the, the least amount of work. That's what I'm saying. Like the assumption that it came from Kyler's camp is different from the assumption that, and I don't know what side it came from, is different from the assumption that it came from the Cardinals saying like, hey, you want this money, here's where we're going to tie it to. We really want you to show up to off-season stuff because we think that it's going to benefit the team, it's going to benefit you, whether it's from a leadership aspect or a developmental aspect, which I, if you're asking what I think of it, I think it has less to do about the development. I, I don't think he has like an issue with his off-season programming. Like, he's improved every year. So like, I yeah. can't imagine that would be the issue, which is why I'm drawing that conclusion Conclusion. So first off, let me like restate this by no means. And I mean, by no means did I ever for one half a second think that Kyler should not have gotten this extension. Like throw that out the window. Mm -hmm. That is not what I'm saying. That is not what I ever said at any. Well, maybe at some point think <laughs> maybe at some point I argued that like that he shouldn't have gotten it like when they were demanding it like two weeks after the season. I for sure was like, wait a second. He does not need it right this second. He does not deserve it two weeks after the the BS performance that he put up in their playoff game yeah. against the Rams. That's when I said that. Now, what coming into like the summertime, I'm like, well, you got to do it. I mean, anybody who would argue against that is just like, it's stupidity at that point. Yeah. Like he, they had to get a deal done. They have to have the quarterback, right? Okay, so that's different. So what I was debating was it could be tied to Kyler trying to get the most money possible. And I totally understand that. But in my opinion, it might be coming from the, car the Cardinal side of things. And it's tied more towards leadership than production. And this is like the last thing we'll say on this Kyler situation before we move on is 
I think the entire reason why there's mixed reactions, well, I know the entire reason that there's mixed reactions around him getting this contract and people saying, oh, that's an overpay, that's an overpay, that's an overpay, is obviously because there's so many questions around his performance, if he can win a playoff game, just because we've only seen certain aspects of Kyler's game. There's so many question marks. There's so many unknowns. And so you are paying a lot of money for a risk. And I understand why people are like, oh my God, that's scary because you're paying somebody that much money who hasn't even won a playoff game yet. And I totally get that. I get why people are saying that it's an overpay. I get why there's a lot of like happiness and a lot of anger and a lot of confusion and a lot of mixed emotions around the whole thing because it is a question mark. It is a risk. And I get that. So um, I definitely think though that now that we're here and we're at this point, like Tristan said, you had to pay the guy. He has, you have to pay him. You have no other choice. He brought his dog to his press conference today. Kyler did. And now ah, Kirsten's entire ah, opinion of Kyler. Oh. Kirsten's opinion, yeah, totally just flipped. <laughs> Kirsten is now the biggest Kyler stay on the he face should, of the planet. He should have gotten five hundred oh, million dollars a year. That's it, right Pay him there. All the money. That's it. That's all we needed to get Kirsten on Team Kyler was for Kyler to bring his dog. Oh, Swish's front row for his press uh, conference today. I cannot even stand it. Okay, here we go. Tirson is now Team Kyler. This is breaking news, everybody. Um, I hope Cardinals fans are happy now. You guys heard our thoughts on Kyler, so we're just going to read some of your thoughts because we love incorporating you in the show. If you're watching right now, drop a comment and let us know what you think. Uh, Charles Waddle Pike saying, definitely agree with Tirson. K1 still has a lot to prove, but the alternative of not having a QB long term can't happen either. Low Tone Capone saying, as a Cardinals fan, it really it's really good to give Kyler that contract because he deserves it. Don't think you can say the same thing about what's going on in Cleveland. Jose saying, of course, he has more to prove. Just because we pay him doesn't mean he's off the hook. Gotta work for it. Ben saying, I don't care about the money. Oh, I just lost it. Where'd you go? Ben saying, I don't care about the money at all unless it prevents them from signing other good players. Well, actually, going off of that, they did rework it so that the cap hit was a little bit lower. And now the Cardinals have about $14.5 million in cap space. So they do, they do still have some money on their books that they can use to bring in some other people. Um, but I definitely agree that they should have had more in an aggressive offseason. And there are some huge questions, especially on the defensive side of the ball, when it comes to player personnel and how they're going to fill some of the gaps in talent. So also concerned about that. And hopefully um, they can get busy during the season with some trades and things like that, because I think there are some huge question marks that are still left. But so also, um, while we're going through comments, I originally looked on Twitter because Kyler Murray is having a press conference right now as we speak. So that's why I was checking on Twitter, checking on Twitter to see if he said anything that was interesting. Um, I will say, first off, Colt McCoy, and I cannot play the video because we're like do, uh, like live right now, but Colt McCoy is at the press conference and he asked, um, Bo Brock tweeted it out. Um, I don't know what the question is, but everyone was laughing. So he must have asked something funny. So they're the having greatest fun. Greatest backup quarterback of all time. Greatest, greatest backup? Quarterback is that what the question time. was? No, I don't know. I'm just saying he's That's the greatest Colt backup McCoy quarterback is, yeah. of all time. Hook him. <laughs> Make sure to keep it locked on PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter, though. They're going to be bringing you all the latest with all of the Cardinals news. I'll also be going live later today to recap everything they learned from Kyler's press conference. So make sure you're following PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter and then watch their show live on our YouTube channel. Uh, before we move on, I just wanted to kind of talk about the new era of Arizona sports that I kind of feel like is being ushered in. So the Cardinals did a great job of putting an illustration out there yesterday that really, I think, encapsulated the cool things that are happening in Arizona sports right now. So we all know and love the Spider-Man meme, but the Cardinals did us... Um, great justices by making Spider-Man Kyler Murray and Devin Booker because obviously Devin Booker just got his Supermax contract extension this offseason as well and it kind of like made me feel some type of way like I have some warm fuzzy feelings looking at this um, obviously the whole DeAndre Ayton drama is over as well we talked about DeAndre Ayton's contract last episode so if you missed that make sure you're subscribed to our podcast wherever you get your podcast download it leave us a five-star review but DeAndre Ayton reacted and he tweeted something out that um, we didn't have time to talk about last podcast because this happened after our show. Um, but DeAndre Ayton tweeted something about how he was super happy to be here in Arizona. He's raised his son here and he's really looking forward to winning a championship with the son. So DA has a great 
warm, fuzzy feeling about his contract extension. And I think it's really cool to see the Valley superstars staying in the Valley. And I feel like this is almost a new era of Arizona sports and kids that are growing up in this era are going to get to watch players like Kyler Murray, like Devin Booker, like DeAndre Ayton ball out, hopefully fingers crossed, bring a championship to the Valley at some point in their athletic tenures here. And it just makes me really excited for the future of Arizona sports because we have been through the freaking ringer as Arizona sports fans. We have our hearts broken. Talent has left. We had to suffer through Paul Goldschmidt getting traded to the Cardinals, Joe Johnson not getting the contract when he played for the Suns, Zach Greinke getting moved. Like there's, I could go on and on and on about the immeasurable talent that has been here in the Valley that has not been invested in by various front offices here and have left. And it's heartbreaking. I literally cried when Paul Goldschmidt got traded. Like he was someone that came up through the Diamondback system, was a superstar and is still a superstar and we couldn't keep him here. And so Big I'm part just of the community as well. Like yeah. you couldn't not love the guy to death. I'm just relieved, relieved that we have DA, Kyler Murray, and Booker under contract. And I really feel like this is a new era for Arizona sports that's going to breathe life into the sports community and hopefully younger fans that are growing up getting to watch their idols like stay in an Arizona sports uniform. And I think the value of that like cannot be understated. Yeah. And I think from a player's perspective too, like your buy-in grows as well when your franchise backs you in that way and gives you the type of, you know, big time extensions and says, we want you here. We, we're going to draft you and we're also going to invest in you to be here long term. Like that's when you get like total buy in from the player's perspective. I think in mm-hmm. terms of like the Cardinal side of things, one of the big deals that uh, reasons why it was such a big deal that Kyler was extended was because it's, it's like the first time since like the, the late 90s, like 1998, that the Cardinals had drafted a guy and then like extended him. So like extended like homegrown talent like that. It, it rarely exists. And like the quarterback is like, you know, nine times out of 10, like the face of the franchise. So like you haven't you haven't invested in like your quarterback in the face of the franchise in decades. Like that's interesting. So, yeah, like to your point, the fact that young fans now can remember like, oh, my childhood mm-hmm. was Devin Booker and Kyler Murray or whoever else you want to throw in there. Like, that's really exciting. Yeah. And I think, like I said, it just can't be understated enough or stated enough. It can't be stated enough how important it is to keep the talent here and to invest in the talent and to stop breaking my heart. I don't want to cry anymore. I'm tired of crying when superstars get traded to other teams, okay? Just for the sake of my emotional well-being, we need to stop doing this. Um, But yeah, I'm super happy for Kyler. I'm super happy for Devin Booker. I'm super happy for DeAndre Ayton. I always wanted to keep DA, so it's great that we get to see them here, at least for a little while longer. um, And... And I'm just excited that everybody else in the Valley gets to enjoy their talent in an Arizona uniform as well. Speaking of Valley Peaks, really quickly before we move on to our next segment, we did get some news this week that Rodney Hudson is returning to the Cardinals after some weird, unexcused absence thing happening. He didn't show up to OTAs. We didn't know what the heck was going on. Nobody really told us why he wasn't there other than it was just an unexcused absence. Uh, But I think everything's okay now. He did. um, The the Cardinals did announce that he is coming back and they finally have uh, clarity about what's going to be happening at that center position, which is great because nobody else could play center for the Cardinals unless they're going to very or what am I trying to say? Have a very um, questionable talent other person at that position. So happy that Rodney Hudson is coming back. Um, at least that is not something that the Cardinals have to worry about anymore because like I said who else would have played center for the Cardinals at this point yeah I mean Hudson was obviously I mean it was like they were in trouble in terms of just like getting a body in there but having Hudson as like a veteran presence that has the skill set to play the position but also the leadership skills um, on the offensive line to to like just elevate everybody around him like there was a reason that they went after and were able to get him. Like he's their guy. They wanted him. Also didn't really have a backup plan, but yeah. So that is fantastic. That was like, it was like, there were two like huge things that were like looming over the conversation. It was like, are we, if you thought that they weren't going to get the Kyler deal done, like you were in an, on an, on an Island, but were we going to be able to like make everybody happy in terms of the Cardinals and Kyler? Okay. They were able to get that done. Uh, and then what the hell are we going to do at the center position? Can we convince Rodney Hudson to come back? Whether it was, he was 
mulling retirement or just wanted uh, a contract adjustment of some sort, like they were able to get that done. So now we're heading into training camp and we don't really have any sort of like off the field kind of stuff that's looming over the Cardinals. So like everybody should just feel really good right now. Yeah, really good. Really happy. Happy that Rodney Hudson is here. Speaking of happy, it was really cool watching the MLB All-Star game this week and seeing Joe Mantiply, the yeah. relief pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks out there. He is a 31-year-old relief pitcher who has kind of been a little bit of a journeyman in Major League Baseball. He got drafted back in 2006 by the Tigers, spent some time in the Yankees organization. Never, Cheerson, did you know this? He has never made an opening day roster until this season. This season was his first time ever making it an opening day roster. Um, like I said, he's a 31-year-old pitcher, and he had a 1-2-3 outing in the All-Star game, uh, which was really cool. He struck out Xander Bogarts and uh, faced Julio Rodriguez, got him out. Um, so it was really cool to see him out there. He's had a really rough time <laughs> being a Major League Baseball player. I kind of mentioned he's been all over the place, up and down between the minors. He got to the Diamondbacks in 2020 and then has been up and down between AA, AAA, Major League Baseball. So I'm really happy to see him. He's a great human being. He's a great person. So it was cool to see him out there at the Look All-Star game. at what you can accomplish at 31 years old, not only making your All-Star debut, what was Arizona's sole representative... <laughs> As well, the relief pitcher, Joe Mantiply. The relief pitcher, Joe Mantiply. Yeah, we could talk about the issues of our all-star representative being a relief pitcher, but we're but not going to. It's not about that. It's, it's about, about you, that. Joe. Good job, Joe. Go, Joe. Question for you. This, uh, this probably could have been a topic for producer decides, but I had just, just thought about it. Um, do you think that every team should have a representative at the All-Star no, game? No, I'm tired of it. I No, just put the best of the best of the best in there. I'm sorry, but the Diamondbacks, like, should they really have had anybody in there? I don't think so. No, I, no, no. I also think starting pitchers should be relief pitchers. There's so many good starting pitchers that they can, like, have, like, them also be in the bullpen. Like, I think they just should have the stars be in the game. Listen, Linda, Linda, listen. Linda, Linda. Um, Totally. Totally, every team should have a representative. It's not your fault if you're on a crappy team or whatever, but it also gives guys like Joe the opportunity to have like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I'm not saying he didn't like her. I don't want to like take anything away from that either. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, he was, you know, bottom of the barrel, but like, look at this opportunity. I mean, like, I'm not going to go that far, but it gives people like these once in a lifetime opportunities on teams that are like, you know, bottom of the barrel teams, they're not performing, but it, it gives them like something to like, like, did you see like the red carpet footage of yeah. like him and his wife and his daughter and yeah. like totally embracing it? Like, I love that. It should, it's an all-star game. It should be about like just having fun, having a good time, getting opportunities for some guy. I mean, now if you're in it every freaking year or like whatever, I mean, it may not mean anything to you, but a guy like Joe's not going to forget about that. Like yeah. he, he truly, truly was appreciative of the opportunity. Uh, great storyline. Loved it. He was like probably one of the most unlikely to have made it uh, this year. And so like you got to love those stories. So I'm all for there being representative from every team. I love you, Joe, but I don't want to see Joe. <laughs> Point Cheerstone. Wow. Give me the all Give me the top of the creme, the creme to the creme of Listen, baseball. Let of these, them battle it out. If any of these producer decides topics are close, Cheerstone's going to get the, the no, nod from that. Yeah, that was the tiebreaker. You I will say, favoritism like that. That's not favoritism. I agree with her argument. I will say that if this was like the old days where the All-Star game counted for something, yeah. then I would say no. It should just be the best of the best. Okay, then I but agree with that. Right now, it's just like, first off, it's, it's, for, it's for the and it's for the fans. Like As much as the players get appreciated, it's for the but fans. What and fan if, is going to the game to watch Joe Mantiply. No, but I mean, as a Diamondbacks fan, you might turn the game on because you have a, uh, you know, their Diamondbacks going to play, and you might not otherwise because it's like, well, who do I don't care about Julio Rodriguez and all these other people? Like, if you're you only take fo- that back right now, no, listen, hey, you I'm take not that talking back about me. right now. I'm that not, is you know, stop, it. stop Don't put words in my mouth. I'm not talking about me. I love Julio and I that love man baseball. Is going to be an All Star. I would watch it. I would watch the All Star game if it was just the Yankees versus uh, Dodgers game, which is basically what it was. But I mean. It's for the fans and it's for the players. It's just for fun. It is what it is. Well, I'm just jaded like that, I guess. I don't know. Really quickly, really quick. We didn't have this in the rundown, but Josh brought it up in the comments. So I do want to say shout out to Sue Bird. 
She is, this is her last year playing for the Storm, and she will be retiring from the WNBA after this. And they are playing the Mercury tonight down in downtown Phoenix, and it is the last matchup of the GOATs, the GOAT-to-GOAT battle, Sue Bird versus Diana Taurasi. Um, If you want to go to the game, I highly recommend you get out there and go see this. This is a historical moment, the last time you will ever get to see Sue Bird play Diana Taurasi in the WNBA. Um, Sue Bird is an absolutely incredible talent, and we are so lucky that we have gotten to see such an incredible woman and incredible player play all these years and to go against obviously the goat Diana Taurasi is going to be awesome as well so wishing super a happy retirement history tonight history history go to footprint center go get your tickets go to watch that game go support the WNBA because that's going to be awesome make sure you're following at phnx underscore mercury on twitter um we're gonna have somebody out there covering the game and getting you content so so speaking of the game the line on it on the DraftKings sportsbook app just changed as you were speaking with seattle um, being five and a half point favorites, they're now six point favorites to win this, which is not necessarily great for Phoenix fans. Um, but that is where the line is at currently on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But yeah, go, you have the chance to to witness a little bit of history tonight, um, right here in Phoenix. So that is very exciting and also an opportunity for you to get on the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you are invested uh, and what the Phoenix Mercury are doing. Yeah, there's, we also talked about the Cardinals and the Suns. The Cardinals are plus 2,000 to win the NFC Conference right now. The Suns are plus 400 to win the Western Conference and plus 800 to win the Finals. So if you want to get in early, you want to put your money where your mouth is, go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You can get in on all that action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars that's promo code phnx only at the DraftKings sportsbook app minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details all right tirsten are you ready to fight it out yeah let's tussle all right (laughs) sean are you ready born ready born ready time for producer decides those of you that don't know what's about to happen sean let them know All right, so it's pretty simple. I have three topics for you, um, and then you each get 90 seconds to make your argument. And then at the end, I decide who wins that particular argument, and I give you a point. Whoever has the most points at the end, um, they win. It's pretty simple. We had 90 seconds, right? 90 seconds. You got your timer? I do have my timer. It's not working on the computer, so I'm going to have to do it on my phone, but, you know... We, we roll with the punches <laughs> we out here. here. This is the first time I will, like, really be winging this. So let's see what kind of BS I can come up with. Also, Sean, I need you to split screen this and come up on the screen and show everyone your beautiful face oh, and participate. Okay. I don't know producer if that's, decides, please. I don't know if that's really going to work. Let's see here. <laughs> no, we can't get you. We got, we're gonna have to take the, we're gonna have to take the frame off. That's but, large. Oh, oh there's Sean. Oh, Sean Olden. Behind the camera. Oh, just me. It's my show. Here we go. Here we wow, go. Wow. Figuring just... it out. Oh. Figuring it out. <laughs> there we go. Can we get you in the middle? Yeah. It's Is that just, asking for too much? Yeah. You kind of threw oh. me into the fire here. And okay. So. That's okay. It's fine. Everybody gets a peek behind the curtain. It's like <laughs> Wizard of Oz in this. I should have, I, I don't know if I should ask. There we go. Oh, oh. Funny, thing is, funny thing is, is that they didn't see any of that stuff that was happening. And I forgot. Oh, I didn't so. realize that. So we just made oh. a fool out of ourselves. But it is what it is. I thought they could see it. <laughs> it was oh, a preview, preview window. Yeah, All right. It well, is what it is. It was fun while it lasted. All right, Sean, hit us with our first topic and let us know who's going first. All right. The first topic is pretty simple. Um, Obviously, signing Kyler is a pretty big deal. But what do you think? What is the what do the Cardinals Cardinals need to achieve? The Cardinals. The Cardinals. Cardinals. What do the Cards need to achieve to consider this season a success? Um, we'll start with Mac first. Okay. Um, your time starts right now. For this season to be a success, the Cardinals need to not collapse in the second half. But not only do they not need to collapse in the second half. They need to make it all the way through the divisional round of the playoffs because, listen, Kyler just got a boatload of money. So much money, it hurts. In fact, if you break it down, it equates to about roughly $3 million per game. Homeboy is walking out on the field and making $3 million. That hurts my soul. I'll never see that much money. But anyway, it's time for Kyler to put his money where his mouth is and prove to us that he can not collapse in the second half of the season, keep the Cardinals afloat, like he hasn't been able to do in the past, not only win a playoff game, but make it past the divisional round of the playoffs. Winning one playoff game is not good enough. We know that the Cardinals can make it to that point because they made it to that point last year. Obviously, they got shit on by the Rams. Don't really want to talk about it, but they have made it to that point and they can make it past that point. Look, I know that there's question marks about the Cardinals in certain positional groups, especially on the defense, but the offense 
has no excuse not to perform. I know D-Hop is coming back after six games, and I think that'll provide the boost that the Cardinals need not to collapse in the second half of the season. But all in all, the Cardinals have what they need on offense to be successful. You can have a very high-powered, efficient offense and an okay defense and still win championships. I'm looking at you, 2020 Chiefs. It's possible for them to do it. It's time for them to do it. Kyler needs to put his money where his mouth is and earn that that contract extension and not only make it you're done Ah! okay (laughs) i feel like you got your point across i got my point across it's fine all right so you're basically arguing that they need to not collapse in the second half of the season and win in the divisional round correct yep make it past the divisional round so make it to the conference all right now chirsten you're up and your time starts now all right, I'm just going to be super realistic about this. And for me, they just need to win a single playoff game. The Cardinals have improved every year under Cliff and Kyler. And let's just take the next step. Let's just win a playoff game. This roster has holes for sure, especially on the defensive end of things. And so do I look at this team and say, <clears throat> surefire Super Bowl roster? Absolutely not. My expectations of this team are realistic And as long as they're able to get over the hump of winning a playoff game and certain things need to happen, like eh, not tanking the second half of the season uh, and also no more leadership questions. So in order to get to that point, some very obvious things are going to have to be answered. So the other thing is, is Cliff also got paid in addition to Kyler this offseason. Who are the two people that are going to set the culture in terms of leadership aspect and be able to take the talent? and the leadership tie it all together and actually improve this year, it's going to be those two guys. So the pressure, in my opinion, is on both Cliff and on Kyler. I think a big reason that they had a second-half collapse last year was because of the intangibles. It had a lot to do with the locker room and the leadership or lack thereof. And so put your money where your mouth is in that regard as well. On the field, off the field, let's just win a playoff game and then next year build on from there. Um, I uh, fair. I mean, I do think that at the very least, I mean, my mindset is that it's, it's Super Bowl or bust for these. I mean, like, especially with how well they started the first half of last season, I think they, I not necessarily need to win a Super Bowl, but at least like a conference championship. Then he's out. You're going to look at this roster and legitimately say, Oh my, you can't sway him. Uh, listen, I well, I I think Mac does make a relatively fair point that like a good enough offense. If you're paying Kyler this kind of money, he needs to be the kind of quarterback that can lead an offense with even a mediocre defense like the the Chiefs had in their Super Bowl year, like to at least some kind of success. I feel really? like simply, so. If he's on the field the entire time, don't argue. Listen, listen. <laughs> no, wow, no, no, she can argue. I, we listen, can argue. I'm making my decision is is Mac wins this point. Yeah. I, I think. Listen, because I I I I think. Just simply winning a playoff game, like winning a wild card game, is not going to be enough. I don't think when you're paying Kyler this kind of money, if you're winning a wild card game and then you're getting blown out, I mean, you're not even blown out. But if you're losing the divisional round game, the wild card doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Um, I feel like you need to actually make a kind of. A, Do you know a how many playoff games they've won in the last like match? That doesn't mean anything. To me. That doesn't mean one, anything. How many? How many Let's guys have they? Pay, the how many guys have they paid this kind of money to in the last twelve years? Like, if you're paying this kind of money, you need to do more than That's win. That's why I'm saying it's out of obligation. I don't th- I don't believe in this roster enough. That's why I'm not no, thrilled listen, about the I'm, contract. I'm with you. I don't think that they can. I don't know if they're good enough, but I think when you're paying a quarterback so this kind of money. you're setting them up to fail then if that's your expectation. <laughs> so they your set themselves expectation up for is a Super Bowl, but you don't think that they've oh, got what it takes to win a Super Bowl? How does okay. that work? Yes. All right. Yes. My, listen. <laughs> I, th- I don't think Kyler deserves this money. I don't think he's good enough to be the second highest paid quarterback in football. But when you pay him this kind of money, that's the, the expectation you should have is to have that kind of success is at least reach a Super Bowl. Like like in, in Buffalo now, Josh Allen, when they paid him, he was one of the highest quarterback paid quarterbacks. Now he's the fifth highest paid quarterback. But the expectation for them now is to win a Super Bowl. They have they have their team, the Bills are a better team than the Cardinals, but his expectation is to win a Super Bowl. I don't think that. I mean, I get baby steps. Like if you if you can win one game and then you run into whoever is clearly the best team in the NFC and you make it close and you lose, fine. I'm not going to be that disappointed as long as you're showing you're in the, going the right yeah, direction. Yeah, you can't get blown out but the if, way that you. Yeah, did last but if year. you win a wild card and then you go and get blown out like you did last no, year, no blowouts. Then yeah. then I, I think you're. I think it's a failure. I don't think simply winning a playoff game is enough for them to consider this season successful. I think they have to actually like 
show that they are a competitive team and that they oh they just ran into who is the best team in football or whatever. Yeah, I think they need to they at least run into the best win football, a divisional round game. Uh, I I don't think like I think when you're paying, I think a Super Bowl in this contract needs to happen or else the contract's a failure. Right now, yeah. the, I think at least reaching the the conference championship I think is kind of my bar, but. I think at least winning, yeah, winning the divisional round game, I think is kind of what you you need to do. Yes. So point one <laughs> to Mac. Let's go. All right. <laughs> um, second topic, you know, we talked a little bit about um, Mantiply and stuff like that. Um, so it's pretty straightforward. What, um, whether it's the game or a or an event, which All Star game slash event has is the best across any sport. Um, since Mac went first, I'll let Chirsten go first okay. this time, and your time starts now. Okay. So, in my opinion, the best is the NBA dunk contest, which can be hit or miss depending on which year you're talking about, but it gives players the opportunity to get creative, which is big for me. So, it can definitely, like, I look forward to it every year despite, because you don't know. It's either going to be like super great or you're going to have a, at least one moment that you come away with typically or it's going to like blow your socks off and you're going to be talking about it for weeks and some of the most memorable dunks you've ever seen came from that contest. Other all-star – first off, the Pro Bowl shouldn't exist. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to loop that into <laughs> any of it. Uh, but all other like all-star games and things like that, I feel like the creativity and the newness, the competitiveness – all things considered, it's just very, very unique when it comes to the dunk contest. Plus, I like to see like personalities come out. That's big for me. And then the guys on the sidelines, right? Like the bench is, oh, like, and you get the reactions and it becomes like a whole thing. Like to me, it's very entertaining. And I love to see the personalities and the creativity that comes out of the NBA dunk contest. All right. Some time to spare. Nice. Um, that's. I mean, I, I like the argument. Got to hear Max. I mean, first. it's short and sweet. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mac, your time starts now. Uh, all right. I think the best skills competition in an All Star game by far and away is the home run derby in the MLB All Star game. I don't know if you knew this or not. You probably did. But hitting a home run is the hardest thing to do in any of pro sports, any of anything of anything of all time. Hitting a home run is the hardest thing to do. It requires supernatural eye coordination, extreme patience, sublime strike zone recognition, precise swing mechanics. And lots and lots and lots of velocity and practice. And I think it's so cool getting to see some of the best hitters in baseball going out there head-to-head -head against one another, seeing who can jack as many home runs as they possibly can. And it is a human like you have to have so much supernatural strength in order to do that time and time and time again. These guys are hitting upwards of 20, 25 home runs in a short period of time. I think the way that MLB markets its players is horrible. So this is the one time of the year we get to see their personalities truly shine through their mic'd up, through them being in the home run derby. You get really cool things like Pete Alonso going back to back home run derby champion um, when he's only making six, the league minimum like $600,000 a year going up against like these huge all-stars that are making millions and millions of dollars you get to see kids like julio rodriguez who's a rookie shine make it super far into it you just get all of these experiences that you don't normally get in baseball because baseball sucks at marketing itself and just getting to watch something that's so hard to do be done so many times against your favorite players against all-stars you get so many cool storylines i love it <laughs> all right fair uh, <clears throat> i i <laughs> I mean, you're wrong. I want to say that. You're both wrong. Um, I think that the best one is the celebrity softball game from the baseball game. What? All-Star Weekend. It's my favorite thing in the world. Really? I, I absolutely love it. Um, this is tough because I think that Josh makes the point that all time the dunk contest is the best. Right now, it kind of sucks. You don't really get the stars in it like you do in the home run derby. Like You have the biggest names in baseball in the home run derby. Dunk contest, not so much. But on the other hand, like Cheerson said – you actually get to see some kind of creativity and personality in the all star in the home in the dunk contest in the all the home run derby you're just everyone's doing the same thing they're just kind of hitting balls it's visually kind of hard to pat, to like follow so you're kind of tied so this goes back to what i was saying earlier if something's even <laughs> Cheerson's gonna get the nod, ah, so Cheerson right. gets well, this point. All right, so we'll have a we'll have a, a true tiebreaker then for this last one. So yeah, we have a true tiebreaker. 
Um, this one is interesting, I guess we'll say. <laughs> um, before I even get into it, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play the video. Um, quarterback at the university. It's a would you rather. This is Will Levis, quarterback at Kentucky. He does two really really weird things. Um, I'm scared. So is this first one is mayonnaise and black coffee. <gasps> Ooh, that's not real. Oh I my god. I literally no. want to throw up. He's not going to drink it. I literally he's not going to drink up. it. No, God. Please, <laughs> no. No. Oh my god. No. It's just it's so bad. He's not for real. And then there's this. Um I don't even How can it get worse than that? Monkeys don't even do this. No. No, um, is that a banana? He's got to take the sticker off because God forbid you eat the sticker. No, no, don't do it. Don't tell me this is going to happen. Please don't tell me this is what's going to happen. I have a feeling this is. And he goes, and is he, that, he puts the bottom off. I don't know if that that's is a crime. legal. Oh, oh. And the, yeah, shout out to the show host that just went in for it Seriously, too. Like, if you ever ask me to eat a whole banana, I'm gonna slap you. I, so, <laughs> I kind of regret not bringing them in at this yeah, point. I don't I, know. Cheers. Yeah. Had to get the cheers in there. So there's that. Um, I, I have so many. Listen, thoughts. I know in England they dip their fries in mayonnaise, and that's weird enough for me. That's weird as it is. You've um, never done that. No, I. Uh, I've My done dad it. does I, like mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together. I do like chipotle mayo. Like it's, yeah, it's not like pure mayonnaise, but it, I mean the the base of it's nah, mayo. Nah, but the Brits go straight Ugh. chips in mayonnaise. As I can't they call believe it. we just watched him um, do that. So the question is pretty simple: Is that man okay? Yeah, I <laughs> clearly not. He's I mean he plays football at Kentucky, so uh, Kentucky's actually pretty solid. Football's yeah. Oh, Jeez. their program's on the up and yeah, up. They, they, they got a laughing stock in the yeah. SEC, but hey, they're, they're going. But it's still Kentucky. Holy. Um, so the question is: Which would you rather do? Eat a whole banana, peel and all, or drink mayonnaise in your coffee. Um, we have to convince you which one's better. Which, yeah, which one, yeah, which one is better, um, Mac? Oh God! You go first. Okay. Huh? Um. Geez. Well. Um. Are we going? Am I yeah, started? Yeah, okay. Um. Mayonnaise is the most disgusting thing ever created on the face of the planet. So automatically, if you're putting something that is absolutely disgusting and ruining the most perfect creation that has ever been made, which is coffee, that's an automatic no, 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 no. If you have to consume one of those things. You better be eating the whole banana because, like, yes, the peel is nasty. But, I mean, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, like any other fruit that you would eat with a peel on, like a peach. Like, think of it like a peach, you know? Um, and it, it tastes like a banana, and um, you can consume it quickly. I haven't really thought this out. I didn't know this was happening. Um, so I definitely think eating the, the whole banana is way better. Like, you have to go with the whole banana because I'm sorry, but if you put mayonnaise in coffee, you are a psychopath. There is something wrong with you. Just the taste of bitter coffee and, like, mushy mayonnaise i'm sorry no thank you you had to go the whole banana that's the only logical reason here it's kind of just like eating the fruit anyways but you get a little bit more texture it's like a little texture you know like a little like a little peel uh, uh yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm done <laughs> uh, yeah i mean this you're gonna be hard you're both gonna be kind of hard pressed to convince me either way that one of these are good um but i hear your argument uh Chirsten, you are now up and your time starts okay, now all right um, I think there's no way that the banana peel just tastes like an extension of the banana. That thing has to taste like some sort of tangy, like your body knows immediately that you should not be eating this. I've never heard of a single person or animal for that matter, to Sean's point, who eats the banana peel along with the banana. I don't even know that that's healthy to consume. Now, when I think of mayonnaise in coffee, yes, absolutely disgusting. If you can get manage to get the chunks out and just mix it in and make it a liquid, it kind of reminds me of like a bulletproof coffee, which is simply putting butter in your coffee, mixing it up, which I have had before and it just makes it creamy it just sort of tastes like you're putting like a thick creamer in there and so i think you can actually hide kind of hide the taste of mayonnaise if you mix it up well and the in terms of texture i think you can actually like hide the texture so that it's not it's like just like a thick coffee and kind of hide the taste especially because coffee has a bitter taste i think it could just taste like some heavy cream whereas the banana peel there's no way that tastes like a freaking banana that would be a hard pill to swallow for me i think you can hide the mayonnaise though all right um like i said you're gonna be pretty hard pressed to convince me to do either of these i'm in an interesting spot here because I have tasted like I've tasted like the little rinds, little strings of the banana peel, and that is disgusting. And with the mayo, I don't know what it tastes like, so there's always the possibility that it is good. 
but the the chunks <laughs> are just oh my god it makes me want to throw up like i just can't i can't the, the chunks i cannot do but if you mix it up enough to where it, it looks like an actual coffee with creamer on no, it. No, you're still getting the mayonnaise taste. I, I could get. Do no, you but, know that though? Listen, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm kind of with Kirsten here. You, it could end up just kind of tasting like a thick creamer. Like the banana is just. There's nothing pleasant. The peel is just gonna taste like the banana. No, so, so, so here, no way. Here is what All this the comes nutrients down. is in the peel. No, no, no. Here's what it comes down to. I'm <laughs> all I, the nutrient. Like Michaela is a nutritionist now. <laughs> <laughs> you get all the nutrients of the peel. <laughs> I am gonna give this point to Cheerston, and here's why. The difference between the coffee and the mayonnaise and the banana is that he eats the banana simply because there's nutrients in the peel. He obviously has convinced himself that the co- the mayonnaise and the coffee actually taste good. He doesn't eat the banana because it tastes good. He, at- he eats the, co- the banana because of the benefits. He eats the coffee because – or he drinks the coffee because he thinks it tastes good. I'm and getting. So I'm I, so upset right now. I, I just kind of. I just I'm ha- so pissed. Listen, I just kind of have to go. The fact that you're willingly going to put mayonnaise in your coffee and drink it, I'm bringing you mayonnaise and coffee, and I'm going to make you eat your words, and we'll see who wins. Okay, then. actually, Wait, I, I changed my mind. Next week, next week we can try it. Wait, I think we should try it next week. We should have done that today. We should have brought mayonnaise and coffee and a banana, and we can literally the, mayonnaise is the most disgusting thing ever If I give the point to Max, do I not have to? Like. That's <laughs> fine. You made your choice. Cheers to the ah, winner. It's Great. super close. I don't want to do either of these for the record. <laughs> we both lose. But cheers to wins. Yeah, everyone loses in this situation. Oh, great. Thanks a lot, Sean. You suck. Get off my screen. Sorry. Uh, you know what doesn't <laughs> Sorry, suck, though? Max mom. Oh, geez. I could talk about how much I love OGs for hours and hours and hours and hours because unlike mayonnaise in your coffee, OGs actually taste so good. They have the best flavored THC scratch made gummies that are made right here in Arizona. They've got a whole bunch of flavors, but my favorite is the orange creamsicle. It is to die for. The 10 milligram indica option is my favorite. I pop one of those before I go to sleep and I have the best sleep of my life. But right now they have launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor and it's pina colada, which is perfect Mm. for summer you get the pineapple with the creamy coconut it is so good it is a close second on my list of favorite favorite ogs flavors orange creamsicle still takes the cake for me though make sure you check out ogs online at ogsbrands.com and on instagram at ogsbrands you can also find their products at your local dispensary you must be 21 years or older to purchase speaking of being 21 years or older that's how old you have to be to drink a beer, unfortunately, if you're under the age of 21. But fortunately for me and Cheerson, we're both over the age of 21, and we are going to be going to Four Peaks next week to hang out with all of you guys for Four Peaks Wednesday. Your favorite PHNX shows are going to be broadcasting live from their Tempe Brewery starting at 11 o'clock with Coyotes going all the way through the Cardinals show at 4. You'll have everyone else in between, bets. Diamondbacks, Suns, all that good stuff. So make sure you come say hi to us at the Four Peaks Brewery next Wednesday, July 27th, starting at 11 a.m. And we'll be there all day. Make sure you also enter the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. If you go to our Twitter account at PHNX underscore sports or any of the other PHNX accounts, you will find our Toast of the Month sweepstakes where you can enter to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX membership, and a PHNX shirt. The submission... Deadline is tomorrow. Wait, no, next Tuesday. I don't know what day of the week it is. Next Tuesday is the submission deadline, and we'll be announcing the winner live on our shows at Four Peaks on Wednesday. Make sure you enter that sweepstakes and check out Four Peaks. Get a beer. They have the best beers on the face of the planet. The Hazy IPA is my favorite. The Peach Golden Ale is also really good. And Um, great food. True story. I door dashed their chicken tenders yesterday. Yo, their tenders? I door dashed them. Go stupid. They are easily the best chicken tenders I've had in my entire life, and I I'm not even like even if they weren't a, a sponsor I'd be I'd be raving about yeah. their tenders those things are crazy and I I subbed the regular fries for sweet potato fries like, oh that I didn't know that was an option yeah, are you kidding I me yeah, that's yeah, oh a, it's going down you ever if you can get some honey dip the fries oh like, I'm demolishing mm, those chicken tendies their on buffalo Wednesday. sauce is also amazing <laughs> dip the tendies and some buffalo sauce and ranch turn me up so good ah oh, love Four Peaks love Four Peaks love OGs we can love I give you a quick guys shout out yeah I want to give a quick shout out because I got to meet Daniel. Um, friend of the show, we always appreciate you tuning in. I know we know you're a big supporter. We really appreciate that. So got to meet Daniel today. That was awesome. Love meeting members of our family. Also, 
A side note, Josh Hunt, also big supporter of everything we do here at PHNX, watched my dog for me while I was out of town. So, like, when we say we're a we're family, family, we mean we it. We literally mean that. <laughs> so, wow, we uh, great, love that. Great meeting uh, a couple of you guys this week. Um, always have a blast when I get the chance to do that. Chris, still waiting to get the chance to meet you. Um, but we just, uh, we're, we're so blessed that we have um, people around us that have just bought into what we're doing and, um, it makes our shows that much more fun. Um, especially when we've got, when we know we're going to be able to talk to certain people and things like that, cause you're just regulars and you show up every Friday specifically since we're on the show, uh, to support our show and what Michaela and I are doing. We got our regulars. Look now, Daniel and Josh are fighting over who gets Newman next time. Oh, <laughs> we love that for you guys. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our family. If you want to join our family and you haven't yet head on over to gophnx.com and sign up for a membership. You can get your first month for only 50 cents, or if you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get a free t-shirt along with a ton of other great benefits. You get access to our members only discord and you can talk to us. We're in the discord all the time talking about games, life, whatever you want to talk about. You'll get access to all of our great written content from Gerald, from Jesse, from Craig Morgan. You already know you're going to want to read their articles when the season starts up again. And there's a ton of other great benefits to being a part of the family. So go sign up, become a member, join our discord. We want to talk with you. We want to hang out with you. And uh, thank you guys for watching the show i've been having like the best fridays of my life ever since we started this new <laughs> format um i really love the show and it's so cool to see your guys's feedback online it means the world to us that you guys watch our show that you comment that you are participating with us we love you all so much but don't forget to leave us a five-star review on our audio only options go to the apple podcast app open that sucker up leave us a five-star review leave us a rating it really helps us out more than you ever will know and um, don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel follow us on twitter all those good things that we love you guys so, so, so much. Thank you so much for watching. And uh, we'll see you next Friday at 1230. Have a great weekend. Bye.